0: Welcome to the More Than Just Dumbbells podcast. I'm still Jason Lindsay. And
1: I'm still Kitty Truex.
0: You are. I sure am. I don't think... And you're
1: still Jason Lindsay. Do you Boom, have...
0: This is a... I'm going to ask you something more controversial than this. week. Do you have, or are you... Let me, let me say it right. Are you aware of any doppelganger that you may <gasps> have out there?
1: That's a great question, Jay. Yeah, yeah. I have been told I have a doppelganger. Yeah. I have never met her. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I've never... So, I'm not aware of one that okay. I've actually seen. Stop
0: me if I told you already. But I, I well, I went to Belize. Yes, went, you did. I spent two weeks in San Pedro town. And Beautiful on, place. And on my third, I think it was the third night, okay. fourth night. It okay. was the first week. And I go to by myself walking um, downtown San Pedro. <clears throat> I'd already done this. This isn't, this isn't like, I wasn't nervous. It wasn't new. Okay. Some guy comes up to me on the street, American guy. Yeah. And he says, "Can I? Do you mind?" He goes, "You look exactly like a friend of mine, who's dead, who died." Oh, whoa! And, um, and I go, you know, and he was he was really like, cautious, like I think he was really respectful of, like, is yeah. this gonna bother? And I go, "Yeah, dude, that's fine." You know, obviously, I'm I'm kind of leaning that, way. like, I'm looking, I'm going somewhere. And I said, "Wow!" And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Man," he goes, "It's just, it's it's uncanny." And he goes, "It's been dead for a few years." He was, and he st- and I started asking questions because I'm curious. Of course. And now here, I'm in the streets of San Pedro town, drunk, but not too drunk to not yeah. remember, <laughs> yeah. talking to a guy who's Minnesotan. This guy <gasps> lived in Rochester, Minnesota. His friend uh, died in Rochester from Winona. Okay. Died in a treatment center, got stabbed by another person Shh. in the treatment center over like uh, uh, the volume of music.
1: Oh, gosh. No and way. What,
0: he struggled with addiction, that kind of thing. And here he is showing, and I, he showed me pictures. Now, oh my goodness! I don't, I was don't remember if the guy looked like me. Or I don't care. But to him, I was this guy. Yeah. It, it was a flashback. It was whatever. And you could tell he was emotional about this. And he goes, "Can I take a picture of you to to show his mom?" And I said, "Of course." And um, and I'm like, "Should I smile?" I, I don't. Yeah, like. <laughs> and so I did. And now I'm telling you the story. This isn't even what I was going to ask you, but I, the doppelganger thing just hit me, and now we're yeah. there. And I left the interaction gave the guy like a hug
1: oh good
0: and i'm was proud of you <laughs> and started walking and thinking about this how terrible it was and went back and i was bubbling and bawling to my friend on the wow. on the hammock it was it was really it was so sad it's almost gonna be very out. emotional and the and i doubt he's listening because <laughs> we don't have joe rogan numbers here but I didn't get his email. Yeah. I would have loved to stay in contact with this guy. Yeah, I just man. didn't think about it. Everything. You understand why everything's happening so fast? It's emotional. It's an uncomfortable kind of conversation. And he
1: was apprehensive to talk to you anyway. Yeah, and so there's just that like, tension. And I'm like, Dude, that you have no idea.
0: I don't. I'm not li- I mean, I might look standoffish, but yeah. Yeah, I don't care. For you, <laughs> you know. So anyway, that was that was. A, That's it, a
1: cool story, that, man. And,
0: and and that was part of the experience. Sam Peter would have been fine anyway. I still would have got the tattoo, but I do have yeah. that memory. And I hope I helped. I did something without having to really do anything. Very so, cool story. Yeah, um, we have somebody on who's not American, so I don't know what what politics. I think is she's
1: like. in can can Canadian I think she's we have, Canadian we've again. Nev-
0: we've never had a Canadian on it. <laughs> no, no, we
1: haven't.
0: We, we seem to have a lot of Canadians. This is almost so. to
1: the point of be ridiculousness.
0: Uh, is this like our fifth?
1: I had no idea, and I was. She's like Hamilton. Well, Hamilton. See, I, Hamilton. I, I Hamilton. knew
0: that. I knew that. But I was like Ohio. Yeah.
1: But no, then I went to an Instagram profile so who, and saw the who Canadian like what's her name? Her name is Joyce.
0: Last name? Well, well, we'll ask her. But Joyce of Joyce Cooking. Joyce of Cooking. Yeah.
1: What a cool name. Yeah, I remember the first time you told me that yeah. I was like that is legit.
0: Yeah. She's a
1: The Joyce of Cooking.
0: She's a Canadian of uh, Toronto area, Hamilton is in Toronto suburb I think, right? And she's uh she does like uh she blogs and she blogs She's us. a very good
1: blog yeah she blogs for PowerBlog.com. blog.com too yep. she and then t- she also has her own blog the joyceofcooking.com and
0: why would people want to listen to this episode or watch this episode
1: well because she's really good at kitchen hacks yeah. and she's really good at creating extremely healthy recipes that are easy
2: okay uh, she teaches Love Love she it.
1: teaches classes yeah. how to make sushi she's yeah. asian so yeah. she likes to share her asian heritage yeah. and help people cook asian style food yeah so she does dim sum she does i mean yeah. just really cool general Tso's chicken yeah really awesome recipes she has yeah. and then you can actually do in-person or virtual yeah. classes with her yeah.
0: well there's two things that she's not going to be ready for number one trivia because oh, I, I never i never remembered to tell him that number two i'm going to put her on the spot and say when are you doing that cooking show for us that's she right put, <laughs> she'll she'll be cool with that but
1: all right cool let's get her on i'm in let's, let's do, do it, it.
3: You're listening to the More Than Just Dumbbells podcast powered by PowerBlock. After the show, you should check out PowerBlock.com and you'll find a wide array of adjustable dumbbells and accessories. Along with an insightful blog, trendy apparel, high-quality workout and exercise videos, PowerBlock has everything you need to get your body and mind ready for spring. And now, back to the show. Kitty, we are back.
0: Did you know, Kitty Truax, that um, a... a there's a statistic I read, so it must be accurate. I read it on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> that 50% of Californians can't name the country that borders Minnesota. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what does that say about our education system? We've got a Canadian on. That's where I'm going with Another this. Another Canadian and, and it's not our first Canadian. It's, our, it's probably our fifth or sixth or seventh. But, uh, I
1: think more than that, man.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, but we're pushing them numbers. We, we love the Canadians. We've got Joyce of Cooking. Well, she actually has a real last name. Joyce, how are you doing today, and how do you pronounce your last name?
2: I'm good, thank you That's a great question Everyone asks me that It's Joyce Liang L-E-U-N-G It's actually a very common Chinese last name Yeah
1: Love it So exactly what it looks like Liang
2: Yes You you nailed that Well, I
0: I hope you're okay If I call you Joyce of Cooking
1: I love that name (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm down with that
1: I remember when Jason first told me because you write for the power block bo- blog yes. powerblock.com yes you write for us and you have so many awesome recipes I've done the power bowl I've done the green goddess salad but I remember when he said the Joyce of cooking and I said I'm, what that's her name because yeah. that is legitly
0: cool yeah yeah I loved it's, it it's cool we uh, yeah yeah we,
2: it's definitely a good play on words there. yes
0: very much so <laughs> Joyce you are in the Toronto area is that accurate
2: yeah, so I'm in Hamilton, which is about uh, a 45 minute drive from Toronto, so not too far away.
0: Are you a football fan?
2: Um, no, but we actually live like literally four steps away from the football stadium in Hamilton.
0: Is it? Is it <laughs> did the, you know that? Is it the Tiger Cats or what is it? The the.
2: It is the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yeah. You did your research. I dig I mean, it, yes. man! Wow, <laughs>
1: no. I
0: know the great. I know Grey Cup. No, no. Anyway, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's you cool. literally
1: live four steps away from this stadium.
2: Yeah, okay. the Great Cup was actually here in December and we like walked over and like saw a little bit of it. We were at the halftime show game, so like mm. it was really really cool.
1: I'm pretty sure you did an Instagram post about it and all the food that was there.
2: Yeah. Or something like along that. Did. I remember seeing it.
1: I remember seeing it. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, our our, yeah. our for our listeners, our relationship started with I think an email from from you and to talk about, you know, writing up for us on for our blog, which we which which Power Block didn't start until about a year ago. Yeah. And we had not really had anybody writing you know, about food, uh, healthy recipes, things like that. So it was really a great uh, partnership there. And then you know, through, through the weeks of you doing that, I thought, gosh, why don't we get you on the podcast so you can you know, share with the audience some, some cool things.
1: So they can so. get used to you, obviously, writing for our blog, but also, how do they support you and whatever you're doing? Right. And you're doing a lot of stuff, by the way. I'm just gonna segue right into it. <laughs> yeah, let's, That's okay it. With let's you. get to it. So you're a, a marketing manager, But before that, you were in the service industry for about 10 years, it sounded like, doing everything tell us about your service industry experience
2: pretty much um, I went to school for hospitality and tourism management at a local university Um, and before even that I was working in restaurants from like every single position possible you know one of those restaurant jobs where it was just for the summer at first and then I was like oh this is kind of fun you know like maybe I'll try serving and make some tips that way and then you know I don't know if you guys ever served before but once you start serving and making that tips you get addicted (laughs) I think I I, want to go back sometimes
1: I understand I, I
2: have that feeling sometimes too I'm not gonna lie (laughs) but um, I started kind of exploring different positions I I just love cooking to begin with so then I was like I want to try working in the kitchen one day right Mm -hmm. so I I did that for a bit I went to school for um, hospitality and tourism management which was fantastic I still keep in contact with tons of people in university Um, and then literally like two days after I graduated I started working at Red Lobster um, as with their management program so it, it was like a fantastic transition um people thought I was crazy like I didn't even take a break but I got the job so I was like I guess I should get started right away um but yeah I was at Red Lobster for almost seven years seven eight years as a manager that's a great one yeah and and it was it was a great job like I learned so much I was really really young when I first started so it was a bit of a challenge to kind of get people on board you know people who worked there for like 15 years now you have somebody that's like 23 years old telling them what to do. So yeah. that was a little bit challenging. Jason would have hated for that. Sure. Um, but yeah, like lots and lots of fun. And then after that, I, I kind of jumped around to different restaurants for a little bit as well. Um, and then I started doing my own thing.
1: That sounds awesome. So your own thing, what does your own thing mean? After you got done with managing a Red Lobster for seven, seven, eight years, what was your own thing? You started on? Entre-
2: yes. So I, I started working actually at the airport, at the Toronto airport for a little bit in the restaurant as well. Um, but it was probably one of the most challenging jobs I've had. And that was a job that got me going, I really don't want to work in a restaurant anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with like, you know, the 14 hour days. And then working at the airport, the hours were even wonkier like you have to be there three o'clock in the morning for you know the 4 a.m. flight that goes out so my schedule was so messed up like I couldn't see family or friends really at all and I was like you know what I think I'm gonna retire in the restaurant industry because it's just too much
1: it's like the lowest Um, common denominator of the restaurant industry is what I'm hearing you say
2: (laughs) yeah absolutely so I was like, you know what I'm gonna move on and try something else I've always had an interest in marketing and I actually like transitioned over into like a nine-to-five job which was like biggest shock to my system after working in the restaurant for like over 10 years <laughs> i was like you get an hour to eat lunch what do you guys do with yourself
0: <laughs> you can go to the gym <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: exactly like i found i had so much free time um and i wasn't exhausted after you know like coming home after uh, a nine-to-five job so i started like kind of exploring more into like oh maybe i should t- focus more on this blog like i had the blog at that point already but i wasn't really like i didn't really have a focus in terms of what i wanted to do so i put in more energy into that and then I, I was really interested in the marketing side of stuff because working in the restaurant i understood that you know as whether you're owner or manager you don't really have time or you know the energy to educate yourself on how to market yourself right they kind of just go with the flow mm-hmm. and hope that you know Dear God, please, people come and eat. <laughs> and, and that's like their marketing, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. So I, I started kind of exploring how can I help restaurants um, with their marketing side of stuff and making it easier for them so that it's not such a daunting task. Um, and then it kind of just evolved uh, a little bit more. So the blog kind of turned into helping restaurants, especially during the pandemic with marketing. Um, they found themselves with a lot of extra time in the beginning of the pandemic. So I was trying to do like courses for them, free little like seminars for them so that they can educate themselves more in terms of like how to push the restaurants. Um, and then of course the pandemic continued on. And then I was like, I feel bad asking restaurant to like, you know, pay for courses at that point because they're in, you know, a, a tight financial situation. So then I was like, you know, maybe I'll start focusing more on my recipes and doing more cooking classes. And that has really blown up. And um, it's just super, super fun now. So I'm kind of like really focusing more on the res- um, on the uh, recipe side of stuff, plus also cooking courses right now.
1: Yes. What's your favorite recipe? If you were to say if, if someone said, Joyce, you got one thing to make. What would one you throw thing to
2: down? Make. Hmm. Um, like obviously I love cooking Asian foods, so I would probably pick some sort of Asian um, dish. Personally, yeah. I love sushi and I can eat sushi like every single day of my life. Um, but in terms of cooking wise, I would just say like a really good stir-fried noodle dish which has tons of veggies, um super satisfying, tasty, everybody can, you know, love that dish as well.
1: Absolutely. Banana? Veggie stir fry, you're you're a fan. Oh
0: yeah, fan absolutely. Banana bread, I like that too. Ooh,
1: one bowl of banana bread. <laughs> I saw that on there, girlfriend.
2: Banana bread is always a winner.
1: Yes. Also, the homemade hummus. It's actually on the Power Block blog. The homemade hummus that you that you threw down was really good as well. I personally made that one, and I really enjoyed it.
0: How do you find these recipes? Is just something you've always done, or do you? do some research or
2: yeah like for recipes wise i would say like it's kind of what i like to eat myself um i tried like a, a lot of recipes through like different cookbooks online but then i kind of tweak it to what i like i and i and that's what i want really want to encourage people to do like be creative and use your intuition when you cook because just because a recipe tells you to put in two cloves of garlic, it's not like a rule. Like the recipe is not gonna explode (laughs) if you don't put two cloves of garlic in it. And I I really like when people explore and go, well, I personally only like one clove of garlic or I like a a ton of it in it, right? And you can kind of make it your own that way. And then as you kind of play around with ingredients and see what you like, you can really transform it into something else. And, and, And it's just super fun being creative that way. Yeah, right so on. you
1: mentioned you do classes and yeah. and you have an Asian culture, obviously, that you really like to share with the people coming to your classes. I've saw dim sum. I've seen, you know, beef and broccoli. How do you take your culture and infuse it into your classes so that you can and teach that- people about your your food? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so one thing that I really do is I kind of um, talk about the history of the dish, whatever we're making, I kind of talk about the history of the dish um, and why we eat certain dishes. So like dumplings, for example, is a great example of, you know, we eat that dish during Lunar New Year. It's supposed to signify wealth. It's supposed to look like a little gold nugget, pretty much your dumplings. So when you eat it in our culture, is supposed to represent, you know, you have good wealth and fortune for the new year to come. So I kind of educate people in terms of the reasons why we eat it, the culture behind it. Um, But then I also always tell them, you know, you can accommodate whatever kind of dietary needs you have or changes that you want based on the base of this recipe. So I try to educate people in that way. I get a lot of questions um, from people like myself who grew, uh, grew up eating a certain dish because, um, you know, we're, we're Chinese or Asian of some sort. We grew up eating it, but we don't really know specific ingredients. Mm. So I try to educate people on in terms of um, the ingredients and the, and the culture behind each of the ingredient as well.
1: That's so cool. Joyce, do
0: you have kids?
2: No, I don't. She has a
1: cat. You have a cat. She's a calico <laughs> cat. Nice. What's the cat's name?
2: Oh, well, we actually have two cats. One is Cookie, and Cook. one is Taro.
1: Cookie. I mean, cats are kids. And also, enough. one thing I did want to bring up—this is completely random—but I want to know where did the egg thing start? Uh, the that egg. he throws you the egg all the time. <laughs> I loved that video.
2: Yeah, so that's my husband um, throwing the egg at me unexpectedly. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much of a like a klutz. Like I, I fall and I trip over. <laughs> everything (laughs) so he thought it would be hilarious to throw an egg at me unexpectedly and film me for that that video was probably within like seven years of egg throwing
1: that's crazy cool
2: (laughs) there was a lot of egg casualty for sure i was gonna say how
1: many were dropped because (laughs) you caught everyone in the video (laughs) and he had to clean it up or did you
2: oh he had to always (laughs) clean it up (laughs)
0: they could have been hard boiled that would have been- Hey, either way,
1: that's fun. That is a fun yeah. thing to do as a couple. That's really cute. I yeah. mean, unfortunately, a lot of eggs were harmed in the filming of this video. So yeah.
0: so Joyce, someday soon you're going to do a cooking class for us, right? Do yeah. you have you thought that through like what what are you what are you going to cook?
2: Well, uh we could do so many different things. I mean, for me, I think eating great food and in- using really good ingredients can really heal your body. And I think, you know, in terms of your audience who's obviously very fitness based um, I really want to push eating well so that you feel well. And it's mm. not about being on a diet necessarily. It's just eating like wholesome, good ingredients and still making it super tasty. Yeah. So like the the stir fry um, noodle one is a great example because you it's jam packed full of good healthy ingredients but you're still going to be super satisfied afterwards you're not going to be like oh i need a snack or anything like Mm -hmm. that so something like that would be great um uh even like any kind of like post-workout snack is probably one of my favorite kind of recipes to create because i really like thinking about like you're starving after a good workout how am I going to feel my body yeah. afterwards yes. so that I feel great for hours afterwards? I, I love creating recipes like that.
1: I dig that. Yeah,
0: and you can find those at PowerBlock.com or, Powerblock.com. Joy, or Joyce's Easy website. hummus,
1: yep, Easy Pad Thai. So
0: how did you manage to work at Red Lobster for seven years? Actually, I should ask it a different way. Did you manage to work there and not eat that buttery bread all day long? The
1: Cheddar Bay Biscuits?
0: Yeah, or, yeah is that what <laughs> it is? Yeah,
2: I actually probably only had two Cheddar Bay Biscuits in my whole entire life. Wow, I, I that's had, impressive. I would have had two per day.
1: Oh, I would have had 20 per day.
2: I feel like if you work there and you saw it every day, you probably will change your mind a little bit about that. It
1: ruins it for you, kind of. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, like, I I probably had one on my first day because I, like, actually never had one before. And then... I probably had one throughout when I was like really hungry and probably haven't eaten in like hours. And I was like, ah, I just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when you work there, a lot of this, not that it's bad or anything because it's, I mean, it's delicious for sure. It's um, it's just something that like you see every single day. Like, like you take I've it for granted because it's there. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I've probably seen like millions of biscuits go out <laughs> that I'm just like, I don't really want to eat this. <laughs> yeah,
1: I can <laughs> yeah. dig that. Cool. Yeah. So you being in the kitchen, quite often, I'm, I'm assuming you're in the kitchen quite often. I wanna know, do you have a couple hacks that you can share with our listeners? What are your favorite kitchen hacks? Yeah, good
0: question.
2: Yeah, so I actually posted a couple of those recently, but one really cool one, um, and I guess it's cause I, I love to garden as well. I like to grow my own veggies during the summertime. If you are a fan of that, or even if you don't have a green thumb and you're thinking about growing food, one kitchen hack is if you take green onions and you know how you usually get the roots at the end of the green onions? If you Usually we just chop it off, throw it out. But if you keep those, put them in a little jar of water, green onions will just magically grow forever. Mm. <laughs> wow. um, and if you live in a place where there's warmer weather throughout the year, mm. you can put it in the soil, stick it yeah. outside, and you honestly have green onions forever. So you buy it once and you have tons, 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 mm. tons to use afterwards.
1: Yes, I will. Yes. I also Love really it. enjoyed it. So you had one. That you just recently posted about peeling ginger with a spoon, which I had never seen that before, and I waste so much ginger. Who's ginger? Trying? Who's ginger? Oh, What'd you just call I'm me? Just kidding. <laughs> peeling ginger with a spoon, and I wanted you to talk about that one if if you had any tips for that because I thought that was pretty pretty awesome. Something yeah, brand so- new
2: asian ingredient ginger is probably like i I have so much of it at home um so two tips with ginger definitely peeling with a spoon so if you just take a spoon and you scrape the skin um very little of the skin will get uh peeled like very little of the flesh will get peeled off so you're not wasting anything so when you're cutting it or even using a peeler sometimes a lot of the flesh of the Mm -hmm. the ginger would get wasted so that's a great tip Um, another thing is if you do buy like a whole big piece of ginger and you don't use it all at once you can actually put the rest in the freezer and then, when you're ready to cook with it, you don't even need to defrost it. You can just take a grater, the frozen nice. piece of ginger, and grate it into whatever dish you're making. And you can just store it back in the freezer afterwards. So you have ginger forever.
1: Oh, that, I like this. Dig it. Onions forever, ginger forever. Yeah, forever. So,
0: so, Joyce, I asked you about kids. The reason I, I was going to segue to do you have any advice to get kids in the kitchen so they can start kind of, you know, making food at a young age? And...
2: Yeah, well, I mean, for me personally, um, my mom always taught me how to cook like from a young age. So she would encourage like, you know, just doing little tasks at first. So, you know, like peeling the little piece of uh, the pea, the little tips of the pea. Sure. She, I remember her using it, telling me to to peel those and kind of help her out. And then as I get, got more comfortable in the kitchen, um, she would give me additional tasks. So I think it's just encouraging children to try different things, not making it a big deal. I know a lot of times kids can become picky eaters when you're like, you have to eat this Mm, broccoli, Mm -hmm. but then the bigger deal you make it, they might not necessarily want to try it. So I think it's just kind of gently easing them into trying different things. I have friends um, and other food bloggers in the food blogging world that I've seen where they just encourage them, you know, come in and help me chop this. And now it's really cool. They come up with like knives that are not really sharp and kids can use these knives. Um, They have like little cutting gloves so you can give it to your kids so they don't cut their hands or anything like that. So tons of really neat things to kind of encourage them to cook alongside you.
0: Is this food blogging community? Do you guys get together? Do you hang out? Do you have have conferences? Do you you, (laughs) you you have potlucks
1: and stuff?
2: Actually, we do. Blog luck? (laughs) Um, So they do have conferences, uh, and and there's tons of different ones throughout the entire world. um, But we do have a small group of us in in this Hamilton-ish kind of area, and we do get together. like not during the pandemic for sure but before that we used to get together every couple of months and we do have a potluck which is like honestly the best wow. potluck ever
1: wow. <laughs> i bet it's so good yeah. oh man you're
0: not invited unless you're a food blogger dang
1: well you better
2: well, start blogging you guys,
0: bro <laughs> you,
2: you guys
1: can you have a plus one joyce them. can i be your plus one yeah. yeah yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. what is in the kitchen what is your favorite tool to use or what is your must-have kitchen tool
2: um i would definitely say a good sharp knife um you can do so much with that and sharp I say because obviously for safety but also just like It's just so much more satisfying when you're cutting something and the way that you want to cut it, you know, if you want to cut it thinly, um, you can do that so beautifully with a good sharp knife. Another one would be um, like a handheld grater, just like a small little grater because if you don't have strong knife skills, you can definitely still use that grater for Mm. the ginger, for the garlic, for ingredients and kind of grate it in that way. Um, And also, I know you asked for one and I'm giving you three. (laughs) I love it. Lay it on. I
1: love it.
0: A cast,
2: a cast iron pan that's yes. one of my favorite tools. like I can't live without a cast oh, yeah. iron
0: pan yeah, yeah. Now. no that's definitely I, I agree
1: and I saw that you can actually wash a cast iron pan because that is a, an old wives tale that you can't wash with soap and water but you washed yours let it dry completely and then re-oiled it is that the way to do it
2: yeah, so like if you use your cast iron pan every day like I do, um, after you cook whatever you're cooking in it, just scrub it with a little bit of hot water and soap. And you definitely can use soap. I think the old life scale is that maybe it was made with like a different material slightly. Mm-hmm. So it would, before the soap would strip away from that coating. But now I, when you buy a cast iron pan that's made like nowadays, I don't think you've run into that problem anymore. So you use hot water and soap still, get all of whatever you're cooking out of it dry it completely so that it doesn't rust and then you just put a thin layer layer of um, oil on it and just rub it in and then you're good to go.
1: It's pre-seasoned. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, you know, give us like a little rundown of what does a class look like and what kind of classes are you offering right now? And then how would a listener get to you? How do I find you and get into your classes, Joyce?
2: Perfect. So um, right now, this coming Saturday, I have a butter chicken and naan cooking class so where we make everything from scratch um, including the naan as well mm. I've mostly focused on Asian cooking um, and I kind of planted like per month, depending on my schedule. You can go on Joyceofcooking.com or on my Instagram at Joyceofcooking to see my up- upcoming classes. I always post there. And then the structure of the class is you can either cook along with me or you can just watch. So generally speaking, a couple of days before the class, I send you a list of ingredients, any kind of special tools that you'll need. And you, if you wanna cook along, you can grab everything you need ahead of time. And then we meet over Zoom uh, where I have two angles so I have a camera angle facing me and a camera angle facing the cutting board and we walk through the whole recipe together I cook alongside you it's live so that you can ask wow. me any questions at any point point. Um, and then I also record the sessions so if say you just want to watch along this time and kind of absorb it and then make it afterwards um, you can re-watch it you can do that as well um, and then at the end of it we 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 don't necessarily eat together, but I like to see their end creation. <laughs> so the participant usually kind of go bring their food over to the camera and kind of show me their creation, which is super, super neat. Um, I, I love seeing like the pictures and the videos afterwards of what they create. Um, but yeah, that's the general structure of the class.
1: That's like instant gratification for yeah. you. Yeah. Like here, it I didn't... taught you something and here. Boom, there it yeah. is. That's legit. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's really cool. Teacher say yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Awesome. So joyceofcooking.com, JoyceOfCooking.com is where you would find all of the plethora of things that you provide. Which yes. and, and it's for, not just cooking. You me. do marketing help as well, like you were saying, with restaurants and, and influencing and all that jazz too. So you've got quite a few cast irons in the fire.
2: Waka, <laughs> waka. Love it. Waka. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> just, yes. Kitty
0: made it funny. So, <laughs> hey, what do you think? Should we bring a fourth person into this and do the oh. trivia?
1: Let's do it. Dan? Hey, bun bun.
3: Alright, if you guys there, are ready I know you can't see him, but yeah, he's let's, here Let's play the Fitness Inquisition No I ever expects the Fitness Inquisition so I like to here, keep it goofy. Here's how it's gonna work. Uh, yeah. We've got She's five, like, are these guys. <laughs> we
1: <we've laughs> <got, laughs> clowns. We've got,
3: we've got five magical mystery questions for five. you here, uh, loosely related to fitness. In fact, today, just randomly chance, I don't know how this happened. All questions are kind of related to nutrition. Oh no! So we'll see what goes <laughs> on here. Go. So um, I'm, out. I'm out. The way this is gonna work is I'll read out the question, and if you know the answer, shout out your name. So your name is gonna be your buzzer, and so the first name that I hear. I'll We'll turn the question over to you and give you the opportunity to get it right if you get it right we'll let you know if you get it wrong we'll embarrass you so no pressure whatsoever man so without any further ado if you guys don't have any questions let's jump right into this so question number one which of the following are considered unhealthy fats a polyunsaturated b polysaccharides c saturated and trans.
1: Kitty. Kitty. Trans and saturated. Oh, yeah.
3: That is correct. That is the unhealthy versions. Oh, you. Yeah. Okay. Gross. Question number 2. The result if the intake of calories is less than the amount of calories burned. Jason. Jason? The, the result? Yeah, the result. Weight loss. Oh, yeah. That's correct. <laughs>
1: how you doing Joyce let's leave her a freaking let's leave her a freaking chance to answer right? (laughs) learning a lot today
3: don't forget the zoom leg boys that's right also yeah be fair okay next question this nutrient helps repair body tissue Kitty. kitty kitty
1: body tissue correct yes tissue as in muscle yeah protein
3: oh yeah that is correct all right. Next question is a true or false question. Butter has more calories than margarine. Jason. Jason? That's false. Oh, yeah.
0: that Did is you know correct.
1: margarine was actually made to fatten up turkeys?
0: Did not really? know that Yeah,
1: <laughs> Margarine was made To fatten up turkeys It didn't work very well So then they put it On the market And put butter flavor in it, and gave it to So people. fattening up turkeys Or it's, people
0: It's hard to find Real butter at the grocery store Like it, there's so much Of that margarine And fake stuff But yeah.
3: anyway Once upon a time It was illegal To sell margarine In Wisconsin <gasps> True story
1: True what? story See yeah. we're learning a lot it was, it was the Yeah dairy, It was
3: the dairy state You couldn't, you couldn't sell margarine In Wisconsin Oh that not,
0: makes sense It's not illegal To open seven bars In a town of 200 people No that's, that's normal Yeah <laughs>
3: That's, that's, that's Anytime I can rip Wisconsin, yeah. I do it, Joyce. So anyway. Okay, final question. Final, final question. question. True or false? A slice of toast has fewer calories than a slice of bread. Joyce, what do you say?
2: A slice of toast has fewer sli- I say false.
0: That is correct.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the same
3: thing? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is a trick question. That, yeah, that's it, the, nailed it. it. This is what we have to <laughs> deal with. This is
1: yeah. That's Thanks, a, Bud.
3: That's a two to two tie. Should we have a tiebreaker?
0: Oh yeah, no? do you have a
1: tiebreaker for Jay I and I? I
3: don't have a tiebreaker. We're going to end on a. Uh, we're going to end on do a. Tie just high and five and call it. Send the winner a t-shirt.
1: Call it. All right. Did you high know, fives good vibes? Did you change know lives?
3: The. Well, that's I'll tell you.
0: We'll later. talk later.
1: <laughs> Joyce, it was a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, like, Joyce. I've, awesome. I've known about you. Obviously, I read your blogs all the time, powerblock.com. but please let us know when you're going to be doing this cooking show so I can tune in live because that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, we'll set that up, Joyce. We we haven't really, you know, I'm sure you're ready whenever. I mean, you just send me an email and let me know when you have time and we'll we'll figure it. And also,
1: listeners, check out joyceofcooking.com because I mean, virtual and in person, they're in Canada, eh. But yeah. the virtual option, I mean, you can reach everyone everyone Uh, and I know that you have a sushi one coming up as well I've always wanted to know how to make sushi so I would love to sign up for that one
2: well thank you so much for having me and it was great meeting you guys finally
1: awesome thank you so much Joyce thanks Joyce all right
2: take care have a phenomenal day you too bye-bye Joyce of cooking yes Joyce of
1: cooking cooking. yeah seriously she's about to teach people how to make sushi do you know how to make sushi I don't you don't eat sushi you don't eat sushi I love sushi raw fish so
0: No, the high five. Do you know where the high five was invented?
1: Sure. I'd love to know. Is that what you were going to get to? Yeah. Where was the high five invented? Do tell.
0: Yeah. I thought it was Dusty Baker. Yeah. Baseball. It was a baseball game. It was a, it was an accident. Like, I mean, it was a guy, he put his hand up it was in the seventies. Yeah. I mean.
1: Well, what I know about a high five is that it is an instantaneous connection with someone like a a right there, positive, intentional connection.
0: You can high five me anytime, Kitty. I sure will. Thanks,
1: man. Nice job on the trivia. And same with Joyce. She got that last trick question, true or false style. Yeah. Good for her.
2: Yeah.
1: So Joyce of cooking, when are we going to get her on? Let's let's make that an uh, actual priority. I'm in. I
0: enjoyed that, and I hope listeners did, you know, a little bit off the- Yeah. You know, I mean, we've had the entrepreneurs. We've had a lot. You know, we're not, we don't have like this- But a food blogger, that's but, a really cool thing. But I, th- I was hoping that it would get exposure to her and, and then benefit the listener going, hey, this gal, because you've you've read her blog and yes. used the recipes- yes, I to, have. to good results. You've enjoyed what you've cooked. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it to the
1: point where I'm going to keep enjoying the recipes that she knocks down on PowerBlock.com. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thanks, Dan, for uh, those questions. Thanks for producing the show. Absolutely. Thanks for editing all the stuff. Absolutely. And uh, PowerBlock.com is the website. You can go to retailers. You can find us in Dick's Sporting Goods and a lot of these different sporting goods stores. But you can just order it at PowerBlock.com.
1: Also, find our podcast. All of the episodes that we've had plus Joyce of Cooking on our blog. Yes. Yes. Anything else you have for me, Jason? I do not. Phenomenal. I'll see you next week. I'm out. Eh? See you. Bye. Dig it.